Welcome to Crouch, Bind, Set, the podcast where we talk about rugby, especially the front row. I'm John, and joining me are Dylan and JT. Let's get into this week's action. All right, we're recording uh, in an evening as opposed to a early afternoon, which is what we usually do. How's it going, boys? Uh, great. Finished work. Super happy. Big win yesterday. Mm-hmm. We're going to the semis, boys. <laughs> we're going yeah. to the semis. Dylan, how about you? Eh, not too bad. Said it aside from the earlier mentioned fresh welt on the ankle from the hockey this morning. Turns hey. out, cold rubber disc hurled at your ankle don't result well. Yeah, well... Sometimes those lessons are there to be learned, but, you know, given the fact that you're a natural Canadian, I would have thought you would have learned that already. Yeah, in 26. <laughs> apparently it takes more than 26 years. I'm never letting that go. No. I am never no. letting that go. No. All right, so here in what they call a fallow week of the Six Nations, we decided that we'd do a couple of other thought experiments. And so the very first one that we're going to share with you is what is known as the Reverse 15. This was Dylan's idea. Would you like to explain it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, but during probably the six months into COVID, when we were just full lockdown, I was super bored. And uh, someone I, I think already listened to the show, but Matt, when he was trying to keep guys from the club and, and women, for that matter, uh, just in chats and, and entertained from lockdown, he, puts, he put out the idea of your all-time 15. And then as soon as I finished that, for some reason I had this interesting thought of what I would call the crisscross 15, but... And then I decided to hilariously stress myself out over nothing. Yeah, we're not going to call it crisscross because I think cross-eyed. I don't know. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm first, sure. Okay. There's one guy in my sheet. I bet he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Dylan, what is the reverse 15? Where you can you have to make up a starting 15. You can only use backs as forwards and forwards as backs. There it is. Really, we need some X-Files music going through that right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people scratch their heads at home listening. <laughs> so, let's have some examples. Let's have a look at the front row, because we were each given the assignment this week to pick our reverse 15, and let's start with the front row. Let's start with JT. What do you got? Oh, man. that This one was awesome, because like I actually really enjoyed this, because I spent a lot of time of looking at... One thing I did, before I start, one thing I did find is we could have just used a shit ton of 12s. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So I spent a lot of time of looking at heights and sizes and stuff like that. And then deciding factors for me were just guys I like. Right. So like the calves of a god, Joshua Tosova. Yeah. Set prop for me. Okay. Guy is just a machine. And just a cannonball. Why not? Right. Um, At hooker, I put double, double World Cup winning. And probably one of my favorite players of all time, Manano. I think oh. size, power, as a hooker, I think he could have easily done another 100 caps for any country he wanted to as a oh, hooker. Yeah. This one was surprising to me. So going through a lot of players, like the easy one, obviously the toss-up was like, you think about tight head props, Bastero is, is up there. And he's huge, man. You don't yeah, realize how big he yeah. is until you start looking into it. Eh? Yeah. He's a big man. He's but, big from head to toe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for this one, I have to put one of the most destructive wingers I think I've ever seen in my lifetime as my tight head prop. Who's that? Julian the Bus Savio. Oh, okay. So, all right. Just for just to let you guys know, my tight head is quite big compared to most backs. My tight head lock, probably the biggest. Okay, well, we'll stick intriguing. a pin in that and let's. Intriguing. Just, this is intriguing. All right, Dylan, what do you got? All right, so I went with, like, to be honest, an absolute massive wing as my loose head prop. I went with Nemanja Nadalo. 
Yeah. And it's funny because two is Sova. When you said that's funny, he's in my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Because I just felt wrong having him on the sheet somewhere, but he is. <laughs> two is is my open side flanker. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. And then uh, Tighthead, I went with a guy who was much shorter than I thought, but another wing, uh, Alessandro Tuolagi. As which? My Tighthead. He's my loose head. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> So I went with him at tight just because I thought, because of my I realized he's only 5'11". Right. Uh, air quotes. Which one's that, sorry? The Alessana. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was 5'11", 270. I think he was so I'm thinking that's a unit. Okay. And at hook is a guy who's currently the Scottish 12, is Sione Tuipilonti. Very good. I think he's got a great Very good. mix there. Good call. Yeah. Hilarious, call. he would look like a lawn between those two guys. That's but so... But he's a big guy. That's so interesting because... <laughs> I mean, Alessandro Tuolangi, I think, is the only guy on my list who I've actually met. And I don't think he's 5'11". Uh, well, uh, hey, I think those stats... The internet's failed me before. So. Because, my God, that was... He was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, c- I can believe that. It's, you checked a few different places. You found different stats. Yeah, yeah exactly. Stats. And just to let you know, uh, Nandolo is 6'4". Six foot, six foot 130 kilos. So, like, huh. yeah, two, 286 or something like that. Yeah. He's a big man. Yeah. So, my loose head is Alessandro Tuolangi. And I thought, and I thought, I am going to, I'm going to go with something very that feels very intuitive to me. So my tight head, Manu. Ooh, wow. So it's the Tuolangi brothers at prop. Wow. And it's Bundy Aki at hook. Ooh. Because all he has to do is roll those shoulders, and I think that's something terrifying. Yeah. So I'll give you my second row, and then we'll kind of go reverse order here through. Sounds good. So my second row is all Welsh. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, th- I think, okay. I think we're going to have another double here. Yeah. Okay, so my second row, I'm going with Jamie Roberts. Yep, yep. got him. No yeah. way! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so funny. And my other second row is Mike Phillips. Wow. It was funny. I was trying to remember how to get Scrum House involved, but I didn't think about that. Yeah. Because I wonder how big he is. He's, yeah, I know. He's a, he was a big unit. All right, so that's my second row. Del, what do you got? So I'm with Jamie Roberts as well, and funny enough, he was actually one of my easiest selections. Same. And for the, I actually wrote down some numbers on the side, which is funny. So like Maro Atoje is 6'5", 255. Okay. Jamie Roberts is six, was 6'5", 265. Yeah. So it's like, wow, you were as big as I remember. Yep. And because you know that guy's putting in a shift. Yep. That was factored in. And then at, at five, I actually uh, took out a guy, as honorable mention, I said Jordy Barrett. A bit small, but the same thing. You know yeah. that guy's going to oh, yeah. be able to play a lock. I had him on my list. Yeah. So, for five, but I actually went with a guy who was uh, Stuart McCluskey. Oh. Very interesting. Oh, okay. I wrote him down as well just for fun. 6'4", 250. Oh, yeah. Wow. I forgot and the same thing. Good call. We've talked about him before on the, show, yeah. on the cast, and you know that guy's giving you a straight up and down mm-hmm. thing. Actually, you know what's funny? He beat out two of the people I had in the running, uh, Jordy Bear as well. And Duhan Vandermerva originally, hmm. but then I thought a lot about where whether or not yeah. I was going to put Duhan in there. And the thing that was really funny, again, this is how much thought I maybe I think I'll put into this, but how much thought I put in that specifically was that the way he runs might almost be a detriment to what fo- you try to do in the forward sometimes mm-hmm. when he tries to take on everybody and stand there. Right. You try to do that for full eight minutes in the forwards, you're done. Yeah. And it's it's that's hilarious, but that is an impressive level of strategic thought. Yeah. That you're putting into that. Yeah. That's, See, it's a perfect segue because 
Dr. Jawline Jamie Roberts for all of us was just hard no straight. Yep. That's why he was an easy lock yeah. pick for yeah. everyone probably, right? Yeah. Kind of ones like our friend Rhino where I don't know if they have the ability to run left to right because it never tried it. No, it's just... <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. So, you, JT, you've got Jamie Roberts and... Yeah. The Jawline only Zeus or some other guy would be jealous of, I imagine. Yeah. And... Um, at tight head lock, I got the monster himself. A brother of the bald fraternity, as I like to start. I'm going to start calling anyone who's bald a brother of the bald fraternity. Namani Nandolo. Yeah. Oh, very good. And the reason I picked him is because he's fucking huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good reason. Yeah. yeah. So, in fairness, at tight head lock and tight head, I got some pretty big big. Yeah, big exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's some push. Honorable mentions, obviously. I had uh, Freddie Stewart just because he's tall as fuck. But for me, he's too slow. Yeah. Uh, Jordy Bear is on there. Uh, George North sort of flirted with him at flanker as well as Locke. Yes. And Meese and Grady, because they're, they're both just tall, big yeah. guys. They're big units. Yeah. So, do you want me to start with the back row? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, this one was, I think six was the hardest one for me, because... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just changed my in my head. Yeah, again, <laughs> I went too strategic, because I kept thinking of, like, I wanted jacklers, I just wanted hard guys, but then I kept thinking of size. I need a six that can jump. I need someone tall. Yeah. I kind of fucked myself, but I got I got the key to France's defense. Another brother of the Bolt fraternity, Gail Ficou. Oh, He was okay. a guy, I wrote him down, but I couldn't figure out where I wanted him. Yeah, it, I had him written down. Like, I had all these guys pre yeah. turn right? And he was just the easiest fit to six. At seven, it was, I, honestly, this was the easiest pick for me. It was Jonathan Dante. Just okay. the way he gets over the ball. Okay. He's five foot nine. He's a... He's over 100 kilo. He's a he's fucking solid. Yeah. And then the second easiest for me, Andreas de Hazen at eight. Wow. He is Same a me. big fucking man. He is a wow. crap, and he is a natural crash baller. Exactly. Like that is yeah. the guy who hits the line. See, South Africans don't think I like them, but I recognize. <laughs> I recognize. <laughs> well, don't worry, they're gonna be taken down when I say why, because it turns out they're all uh, all blacks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my back row, my blindside flanker. Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, yeah. He was initially my eight. And then uh, no now way. He's, now he's nothing. Okay, because... Well, that's a weird way to say that. No, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But my <laughs> argument is I actually think he would be a superb jackler. Yeah. And so he's my guy for that. Open side flanker, as I mentioned, is Joshua Tuasova. No. Yep. He just, he's just going to destroy. My eight man, who I also want to be an option in the lineout, is Freddie Stewart. Oh, I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have been that surprised to hear you say that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been loving on Freddie oh, yeah. for a while now. Yeah. All right. So, what do you got, Dylan? Okay. So, again, I actually just five minutes ago, I just I changed it. <laughs> for me, the easiest. It was the very first name on the sheet without even question. I considered nobody else at seven was Conrad Smith because I think he oh. could be the best tackler there's ever been. Okay. And so undersized a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That's fine. So, yeah, but yeah, I think he was right, like tall. Yeah, yeah, he was quite tall. Yeah, he was six yeah. one, I think I saw. Okay, but unbelievable tackler. That was I had him written down. I literally had everything else blank. I was like, all right, well, it's so that's where you're down. building your team. Yeah, and six. I actually I was thinking more of a bruiser, so I went with Tanu Umaga. Oh, because it gives you a lineup option. That's yep. six foot two. Yep, and eight was for me was mounting on. Just oh yeah, not yeah. stepping in the way. Like people nowadays have a seem to have an issue with Ben Earl at eight. Right. Uh, good luck with that. And he comes peeling off. No, very good, very good choice. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Six, the guy that just <laughs> just got pipped out. I was uh, Bundyaki, and I also had uh, just as in, in general across the back row. I really wanted to find a way to get the Fijian captain currently Nyatha Levu. Oh yeah. Oh, would have been, been a six foot four eight man. Yeah. But, love that guy. 
I just, the, the style of play that Umaga would bring, I think, would just be a natural six. Destructive. Yeah. Especially early career Umaga, before he went to outside center. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And also wanted to find a spot for Brian Lima, but he was a lot smaller than I thought, which, mm. which even more so really tells you just how hard he played. Yeah, makes but. makes him even more terrifying. Always beware a guy whose nickname was the chiropractor. Yeah, phenomenal. That's phenomenal. All right, so what about your halfback still? What do you got? Uh, is, so at 10 is was, actually one of my other... Was this not hard for you? Yeah, it was. This one was tough for me. Yes. Okay. At which 10 okay. specifically? No, just uh, doing the half. 10 just because you think of... Like, nine, so 9 was my hardest on the field. Gil. 10 was my actually easiest you're in the back. F- you're a fucking okay. prick. Okay. <laughs> so, no, at 9, <laughs> I, at nine <laughs> I basically settled on Michael Hooper. Interesting. Oh, okay. Because I just... Okay. It was like, you know what? That guy is fast and I thought you know what he'd bring like a Paranara kind of a vibe to nine where okay. if, he, if he does have to make a tackle he's gonna put you on your back like he did to Nathan Hughes in that yeah. one game yeah. and 10 which I actually thought was pretty easy once he got into my head was Kieran Reed oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah, just the way he sees the game. It's a good ah, show. Got hands. You know, I thought about it. I, I will say yeah, I thought about it. As soon as his name popped into my head, I was actually working on centers, and I don't know if I had someone else in 10 or not, but I was like, oh, no, that's my 10. Just, oh, I thought that, for some reason, that one became easy to me once okay. he came in my head. I could see it for the game vision. I don't know if I see it for the kicks. Well, no, but <laughs> I got I got other people. Okay, you got you got people. One for sure, it's prudent kicker. Okay, that's the funny part. JT, who we got for halfbacks? Well, before I even just mention these guys, we're basically playing twelve man rugby on my team. Just <laughs> just so we all know, because if my giant eight man Andre Estehazen isn't picking up that ball and going, ooh, I seem to have crossed my numbers here. Um, <laughs> my nine of Ben Earl, the most excited oh man in the Lord. world, is just gonna get a pass off the base and then he's gonna crash <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. And if he's not feeling it, he's gonna give it to the ten. And the 10 is the current world player of the year and the dummy from another universe, Artie Savea. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. Interesting. Oh, the dummy. The dummy. But it's so ridiculous. People call for like, surely that's not a fake. Yeah. It's, it's literally out of this world yeah. for me. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, so I went I went a little bit. Okay, my nine. You guys may argue this, but I think you'll argue it less now that I've heard your nines. <laughs> my nine is Malcolm Marks. Ooh. Had to get him on the field. Fair enough. Don't think he has the speed to be in the centers, but I want him in there. My 10, my 10, Sergio Parise. Interesting. Oh, He's going to provide some leadership player, and experience. Smart player. certainly takes the kicking element. Out of, like, wow. <laughs> smart player. Are you yeah. kidding me with that soccer background? Hell no. Yes. Hell no. I'm taking, my, I'm taking my 10 to kick against your 10s. Wow. All right. So, my centers. Yeah. Inside center, Ellis Genge. Oh. Outside center, Artie Savea. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Savea was always going to get in there. Yeah, probably. Just yeah. speed, right? Yeah. All right. Dylan, what do you got? Okay, so, at 13, I went with Paselli Yato, the flanker for Fiji and Claremont. Yeah. Ah. Dude is gigantic. Yeah. And he was actually my 12 for a while. I moved him to 13 because uh, at 12, I ended up putting in Jock Berger. Oh, fuck. Because... Oh, what a classic choice. Yeah. And it, again... <laughs> He, uh, it says a lot about why I was asking him my 12, because the guy he just beat out, probably a bit slow, but I had Brad Thorne, because my all time favorite Of course guy. you did. I knew well, you would. But it was, was, you're not even going to run down that. It's not even an option. We're just going to eliminate it. But that was my center. It was Jock Berger and Paselli Yato. Jesus. All right. JT, what do you got? Beef, can move. Uh, I have the man mountain himself, Tongan Thor, Teliana Tupo at 12. Oh, that fair. guy is a beast. And are we believing he's 5'8"? That's what he's listed everywhere else. Uh, yeah. What did I? What did I tr- 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 go up? Yeah, five eight. That's what. And I the reason, find. like, I'm not saying that's 
tall in any capacity, but I mean, is he really only two inches taller than me? That's well, crazy. That's probably. the way I keep thinking. I think he's as wide as you at 135 kilos. Oh, as I am long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big fucking man. And from what we see, the guy has speed. Can he last 80 minutes? Probably fucking not. But hey, he doesn't have to because my outside center will do most of the mopping up. The guy like Michelangelo would be jealous of. He's so chiseled. Vic- oh. Victor Vito. Victor Vito. That's a good pick. Right? Oh, Not bad. He could have been a good 10, actually, I think. Yeah, he oh. probably could have. But, uh, yeah. No, that's, that's yeah cool. I don't know why he came up with mine. I always, I always liked watching him play, man. I thought he was a great player. So I had to put him in there for me. Yeah, so, I always felt he was unlucky. It was yeah. like a Matt, or, or a Matt Todd of different, somewhat different generation. Right. Yeah, there was kind stuff of. behind that amazing back row already. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you were screwed. Yeah. You, like, talk about possibly would have been a test in terms yep. of yep. any other country. Yeah. Well. So what about your back three? What do you got? Yeah, this is where it gets super exciting for me. And I'm going to start. Ah, I'll start with the winger. He's basically fucking playing there for Ireland half the time anyways. Is Dan Sheehan. Yeah. Oh, very good. Half the time anyways, good. right? The other one. Then my other winger is, uh, Jesus, definitely not Michael De- uh, Leonardo da Vinci's fucking sculpture. It's, his nose is still fucking crooked. Can't even breathe out of it. Quagga Smith. Yeah. Quagga. <laughs> Quagga. And my fullback. I had to find a place for this guy because I think he's one of my favorite players. I don't get to see him as much as I wish I could. Um, should be 100 caps for Canada. Could have probably got even more than that, and I kind of sucks that he didn't. Uh, it's Tyler Ardron. Oh, very good. Washington wow. play sevens. Good, I think yeah. he's a fucking awesome player. Massive pace. I put him at fullback just because I had to get him in my team. Yep. Well, he'll go up there. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Dylan, what do you got? Okay, so when I was thinking about wings, it's funny. All I could, all I kept thinking about was guys that were going to do what Elliot Daly won't do, which is finish. <laughs> Put your shoulder down and finish. Screw you, Elliot Daly. Yeah, shots fired. Good at a lot of things. Not international <laughs> wing. Not a wing. <laughs> My wings, I've gone with Artie Sevilla and Hamish Watson. Oh, very good. Yeah, cannonballs. Like, you're fin- they're, finishing, they're finishing those runs. That is they terrifying. Fucking hell. And with 15, this is actually a guy who I also found kind of easy to find a, home, find a spot for. And had a great game this morning for the Ospreys. was Justin Tipbrick. Oh, very good. That's a good show, man. That yeah. guy's got skills. Very super good. tall, unbelievably silky, and he can kick. I thought of him as a tank because that guy's got skills. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly enough, Justin Tipbrick, the only non-Scottish player in the top five for tackle completion percentage. Wow. Wow. Isn't that wild? No shit. Yeah. I mean, it's wild on two fronts. I was going to say, to clarify, Scotland. Yeah, so to be, yeah, to be fair, I'm not impressive. surprised by Tipperick. I'm surprised by the yeah. only non Scott. Four yeah. Scots wow. and Justin Tipperick. He came in the third. Yeah. Which is funny, actually, bring that up. I saw a thing this morning that in, I think he's up to uh, 70 appearances now. Tom Gordon, the seven for Glasgow, who just is stuck behind right. their really classy back row. Uh, 70 appearances. He's got 96% tackle rate. Fucking hell. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. And he can't even get a. Well, what's wild is start. That, that doesn't even break into the top five for Scotland in terms of tackle completion. Right yeah, now. and he can't even said he can't even uh, get a start regular. That's impressive. Oh. All right, so my wings. I was very happy with my wings. One of them. I'm surprised you guys didn't mention him. I understand he's a bit of a dodgy one, so kind of in the same way as Bastero, whatever. <laughs> but one of my wings, Lavani Batia. Oh, yeah, because the guy to me it seemed like a cheat. Because he's okay. also good at twelve. You know what? On the other, on the one hand, I agree with you. Like mm-hmm. I see the Bastero principle, yeah. but on the other hand, I love Levani Badia so much. He's making on my team. Yeah, yeah. The hell with it. Fair enough. And my other, my other wing is Theo McFarland. Oh yeah, I got him in my honorable mentions. Oh, That's did you? A good pick. I yeah, I'm at fullback or fly half. Wow. Put him racing down the wing yep. to to contest Ooh. for the for the box kick. Hands for days. That yeah, guy's look out. My fullback, Viliama Mata. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> 
Just go, buddy. Love it. Just go, Love buddy. It. You don't want to be breaking that line. No, you, you do you, not. You sidestepping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oof. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's not a lot of sidestep there. Not in Mata. That's funny. Was it you that had Nani at Lucid? No, at Hook. Hooker. Yeah. I had him in one of my original at Loosehead. Yeah. So, I'll tell you some of the more honorable mentions I had. Like, for the front row, I had Lester Fying Anugu and Sarim, uh, Samu Karevi as mm. well, because height and weight distribution across yeah. the front row would have been pretty good with those guys. Um, here's some other ones. I don't know if you guys, did you guys think of Dane Coles? I had yes, Dane Coles. I, tried, I really him. wanted him. Yes. I tried to put him in the team, but Me I couldn't too. figure out where. Yeah. And I uh, I had two more. Well, I had Ellis Genge, too, as my backup center. That's I what had, I thought you were going to have. Yeah, yeah. no. I mean, Tupo's just a beast, eh? And because you're a Harlequins guy, I had him ahead when you said you had a front row in the back line. I thought you were going to have either Genge at 12 or Sinclair at 10. Yeah. <laughs> Sinclair would have been yeah. great. He used to play flat. Yeah, I know. He used so to I, was, play I was expecting that when you told me you get a prop or a prop in the back line. I'm surprised neither of us, like, it came across my mind, too, is Thibaut Flamon from France yes. used to play fly half, right? Yep. So he um, he occurred to me for yeah, uh, for a thirteen yeah. for that record. Uh, I think I've mentioned earlier, and you find out in Joe Marler's book, which is a great book. His first position ever was fullback. Just insane. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What, what do they call him? The beast. The beast. Psycho. 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 That's what it was. Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. And then he yeah. got the, and then he got the jersey misprinted and said Fizco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Juan man. Martin Gonzalez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big fan. I just I think he's an amazing player. I tried to find a spot yeah. for Montoya. Oh, but, fuck yeah! But there's yeah, just, too angry, too slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just. He, he was he's a forwards forward. Yeah, this but, like, this was actually quite fun. It was an interest, uh, interesting yeah. exercise. At one point, I had George Turner at twelve, just because <laughs> screw fuck. it. All right, another extremely angry man. Yeah, it's just so to shift gears a little bit, and this is the first question we're going to put you guys on the spot. Perfect. I thought it might be interesting for people to get to know where we're coming from a little better without us giving away any information that might involve weird phone calls or emails. So I thought an interesting. Well, sounds boring. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but feel free the right yeah. to, to email but the pod. The, you can email the pod. Yeah. And what's the rule, Dylan? Oh, no nudes. There you go. Unless you're Aiden. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, challenge is out there. It's up to him. All right. Now. Yeah, the challenge has been out there. <laughs> All right. So I was thinking it might be interesting if people explained how you started rugby. Where did you and rugby meet? Where was your beginning? Give it a second. You guys can think about it. While you're thinking about it, because I actually prepared this, I can give mine. This you guys bullshit. <laughs> Trying to make your uh, co-host look stupid. Yes, that's very much the plan. As if he needed help. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> so for me, it started with my first year when I was a high school teacher because I wanted to coach, and a buddy of mine was introducing rugby to our high school, and I thought this sounds cool, and I'd always wanted to get into coaching. <clears throat> so I became his assistant coach for the first season, fell in love with the game, but also realized there was no way in hell that I could ask guys to make the sacrifices in this game if I hadn't done it myself. So I thought, God damn it, I'm going to have to play this stupid game. And got myself in shape, uh, joined my local club, and went from there. Uh, first time I stepped onto the rugby pitch to play, I was 29 years old, which if you're playing in the front row, is kind of makes sense and is kind of insane. Yeah. All, <laughs> yeah, all at the same time. But... Uh, it was an absolute love affair from the very beginning, and it's never stopped. Okay, who wants to go next, boys? I can go if you want. Yeah, um, yeah so my first introduction, the same thing, actually, was in high school. I was in uh, grade 9, so played different sports and uh, didn't have a, didn't really have anything for the spring. Wasn't fast enough to f for track, 
and didn't wasn't really interested in anything else. And a couple of my friends were trying out and playing, so I decided, why not? What is this 90-pound little shithead going to do? So I figured I'd give it a go. It's useless. And still think I was useless like 10 years later, but gave it a go. Uh, and then that summer, I joined my local club as well. And then it's been about 20 years there. Uh, highlights have been on a couple tours, different couple couple places, couple countries. We've, with actually both of you as well on yeah. one of them. Um, highlight, highlight for me. I think New Zealand was the highlight for me playing that season there while I was gone. And uh, I'd love, I would have loved to smash James Lowe, but I couldn't fucking tackle him. 0 for 4 every time I went up against them, so. The important thing is that you tried. <laughs> oh, miserably. Fuck, it was embarrassing. Okay, let's be said about this guy who's running himself down. Let's ask a question. JT, how many seasons were you the club's leading scorer? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. All uh, right, we'll have to find out. My, mon- my money is five. Uh, I don't know. It depends. If, it was, if Sean Hill was playing at the time, probably not. And, yeah, he had this weird ability where he couldn't carry it in and not score. Yeah, yeah, if Hill was, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. At nine, it was... Let the record show for our listeners, JT is now crossing his arms nervously. JT is being unusually humble. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, over to you, Dylan. For me, it was kind of a... It was high school as well, obviously, by you. You were my first coach. Yeah. And, uh, I will say, like, I think it needs to be said, the only reason... Even when you first asked me about rugby, I wasn't overly interested or excited about it. It was simply that you were my favorite teacher in the school because I think you were the only teacher that was just themselves. Mm. And that's I get why that would be kind of hard for some co- for some teachers to do. And, I mean, I had a couple buddies playing in, uh, the year before, which was grade 11, but that was when I just hurt my shoulder and I couldn't lift my arms straight up without it popping out and thought, maybe this new contact sport without pads on isn't great. Uh, <clears throat> but for me, it was, I mean, grew up, it was a fifth sport I played organized, and it was the very first one I didn't take, just naturally take to in some capacity. And it was such a wonderfully humbling experience. And I remember thinking, I just, I'm not ready to give in to the, almost lose to the sport in right. that sense. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to figure this out. Which is funny because I also know when you first spoke to me about playing club that year, I'd actually said no. Got home, spoke to my dad, and I told him I'd said that. And he's like, well, why not? And I thought, oh, you know what? That's a good point. And I just went back and I'm like, I'm, again, I don't know if I like it, but I'm not done with this. And it just took off. And I think a lot of my obsession with it is it really just like growing up with soccer, baseball, hockey, and football. I It was the only sport I had to actually study, not just watch, but I had to actually study things and really figure it out. And in that way, it just like just took over. It just makes you realize it's actually a lot more going on in the field than it looks like. And that's why I loved it. I, I can totally respect that because rugby, on the one hand, I think it's a game that sells itself, that you step out onto the field and you fall in love. Yeah. But it has an absolute learning curve. Yeah. And even, I don't like you'd mentioned like the highlight, and I think for me it's kind of torn. Uh, one would have been getting my first team tie my second year, which is funny because it's also a very clear moment ahead because I think I've mentioned it to somebody recently, I never really said it out loud. <laughs> this should be good. But it was also... It was the start of my like year-long imposter syndrome, uh, okay. where because I still didn't really know the game as a whole, so I almost felt like I didn't earn it, even though it is completely cut and paint, like cut and dry, or whatever. If you get it or not, but it was a weird 
like I remember walking up to Pete, who was our club captain at the time, to get the tie. And I, like obviously stoked because that was what my plan was, my goal was from the previous year's banquet. But it was just weird knowing like if I got the ball out wide, I would still panic. But mm-hmm. yet I'm getting my first team tie. It was a weird feeling. Can I can I ask you something? So the thing with that is. How many true, authentic, like, rugby players have you actually played with, opposed to how many really good athletes have you played with? Oh, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? No, I exactly mean For yeah. us, like, how many proper rugby players, like, Nazas do we run into? Peter, clearly yeah. one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or he'd run through a hole that didn't exist. Somehow. Exactly. Yeah. They, they foresaw things before they were there. Guys yeah. like Kyle that could punch a hole out of nothing. Yeah. Like, that's just octa- octa-john. And oh, yeah. He had abilities that were just unreal. And he was just smart, and he understood stuff. Right? Yeah, he would engulf people like when they put tarps over baseball stadiums. So the impo- the, at, to that point of the imposter thing, is, I think it's because as because we were good enough athletes, we learned the game over time. But by the end, I think we could have called ourselves close to being proper rugby players mm-hmm. as opposed to just athletes again. Yeah, I know a distinct moment where I had that feeling. I don't know if that made sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, that, yeah. that does make sense because, I mean, I still get that somewhat, uh, even though I'm coaching the senior men's side now, and mm-hmm. is there are times when I look at stuff and I'm like, do I really know this as well as I think I do? And you, you come across those moments. It's why I try to hide myself in a bunch of other coaches. Yeah. It makes things much easier. Yeah. They've got sweet tracksuits. <laughs> And we did get excellent tracks. Yeah, that's what I earlier today. All right, so then here comes my second surprise. For the listening audience, I am now reaching hands into under the, the back table. pocket of oh. my jeans. Is this our first official sponsor? This is absolutely as far from that as you can possibly imagine. Fuck! You have to take, you have to back one of these teams. So what Ooh, they are, what they are reading right now, this is the clash of animal 15s. So, for Team 1 in the front row, we're just going to do this fast. Front row for Team 1 is Muskox, Orangutan, Bison. Second row, Rhinoceros, Wildebeest. Loose forwards, Puma, Puma? Puma, Tiger, and Gorilla. Scrum half for le- is a Lemur, hmm. uh, Baboon at 10. Wings are a Llama and a Cheetah. Centers are a Razorback, Hog, and a yeah. Stallion. And an Ostrich anchoring at fullback. And you cannot interchange any of these people. The ostrich. Yep. This team is going up against, in the front row, a hippopotamus, chimpanzee, and elephant. In the second row, a cape buffalo and a giraffe. Six is a honey badger. Seven is a grizzly bear. Eight is a polar bear. Scrum half is a crane. Ten is a kangaroo. Eleven is a golden eagle, because this team has wings. Uh, Is that Red Bull? (laughs) Fourteen is a jackal. Fifteen is a camel. And the centers are a lion and a jaguar. Can I make so, one comment? Go on. It's interesting that the jackal wasn't a seven. It's true. I thought it's about it. Funny. I thought about whether yeah. the jackal should be a jackal. Or not. Even, well, that's argue. a little bit too cute. Yeah, I might even argue with this. We got baboon on ten, right, on that team? Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I don't know why, but like I think I'm just stuck on Baboon. I think I'll rip everything's face off. Yeah, but you know what's funny? Hmm. This is a great episode already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to make a hilariously serious point about a Baboon playing 10. Well, <laughs> like you said, he's an animal. Like, obviously, you know what I'm saying. Like He's nuts. I think that might almost be a detriment to the back line when I get face <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm expecting like a like when you get a 12 to play 10 to fill in for the game, and the outside backs get stiff and cold. Okay, so... Baboon temperament may be an issue. Yeah. Right. Possible. Chimpanzee on this side, though, on the other hand, they're pretty fucked up. Very yeah. strong at the face ripping. <laughs> yeah, this 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 pack, like the hippo, chimpanzee, elephant, cup, buffalo, giraffe, badger, grizzly bear, polar bear, that's fucking massive. It is a huge yeah. pack. That's massive. That's sort of in my head, that's the French pack. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the moose back here at 12. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very French, this team. That's right. I I forgot I changed the lion to a moose. Yeah, definitely a moose. Very French, this team. There is a strong French element to, to the second 15. Or, or South African, depending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't hate. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you have animals fair. too. You, know, you, you have know. size. Yeah. We get it. Uh, okay, so let's break this down. What's your front row we, again? Oh, Wait, did I change back. the jackal on the wing? Have we got a. Who's who's the 14? A cheetah and. Uh, did I put change it to a springbok? Uh, yeah, you have it on this side as a springbok. Oh, okay. And a golden eagle. Llama? Llama. Llama. So this. This team is smaller, but fuck, it's wily. Gorilla, tiger. I was literally gorilla. reading that. I'm thinking this. I was about to ask, winning a game. Are we in the southern hemisphere? So we're, <laughs> we're talking. Northern. We're talking. That's very southern. Looking like all blacks, maybe. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. Fast yes. Team with skill. I'm gonna go fast team with skill because fuck size. Size is overrated. Yeah. So you really think that musk ox and that bison against a hippo and an elephant? I know. No, they're gonna get fucked up. <laughs> It's gonna have to be like a Marcus Ayers performance. This, this is LARP, the 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 eight nine ten here with the baboon, bro. Come on, you have a polar bear, cougar, and kangaroo. Ostrich, you want to fuck with kangaroos, man? Throw weird punches. Yeah, I don't you've know, seen. Man. Come on, the internet, you've seen it. That guy thought he could take that on. He got absolutely wallpapered. Before we continue this conversation, how many of these animals do you think you could take in a fight? I could probably take on this whole fifteen right here. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a gunship. <laughs> There's not a single animal I think I'd... Ah, I think I could take the llama. I think the giraffe, Ooh, because don't you don't even need to be accurate to slit the throat. <laughs> so, just swing. I'm totally backing myself against the ostrich, and that's about it. Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. the wily as fuck. I, I know. I was just thinking, I saw something recently. You seen videos of them lately? See, but that's the, the thing. Nuts. Most of the videos you see of them, people are foolishly in cars, allowing themselves to have their food yeah. stolen. I hope they never stop doing it. It makes great internet. <laughs> what, what did I hear the other day? It's like fucking. I think who was saying it? Fucking. I think Ellis Gensch thinks he can take a bear on. I think it was a bear Ooh, he thinks he can take on. Boy, they like they, when they the talk about this all the time. Died. Apparently, <laughs> no, they talk about this all the time. Apparently, like which animals they think they can take and shit. I do not think that there is an animal on. I mean, I I'm maybe saying maybe the ostrich. I think the alarm. I actually. This sounds hilarious. Massive. I'm fairly confident I could I could take the giraffe because we've seen giraffes fight. <laughs> what is with you and giraffes? No, what listen, do you got have you seen giraffes fight? The video can cost. Yeah, but it's gonna but sweep think that about, head low. Think about how much time you have to see that coming, so you can oh. get it like eight jabs no. because it takes forever, no. and then just move out of the way. I think you stand underneath it like the wiener dog hiding under the golden retriever. They don't know what to do because they know it's there, but they can't see it. See, mm-hmm. I think it's like uh-huh. having an axe thrown at you. You think you have yeah. all the time in the world until it turns out you don't. Yeah, it's good. I back <laughs> it. And hopefully you're never in that position to We're find also out. not talking about which... Okay, I'll rephrase that. Not necessarily confidently win, but have the best chance. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's break down by different zones. So I think we can agree muskox, orangutan, bison are getting rinsed by the hippo, chimp, elephant. Tree. And yeah. I'll leave for, I think, not on the bison side of the scrum. I think that might be a wash. Oh, not on the bison side? No. You think that muskox is going down? Against the elephant? Was that <sighs> the three ones? Who's yeah. your hooker? The orangutan. Chim- See, I got chimpanzees. So which one of them would Wait fucking duke it out? Oh... Because like orangutan, muskox, bison, muskox, bison, orangutan. That's the front row. I wonder if that orangutan would fuck this chimpanzee. I'm just thinking about fucking one of these fuckers uppercutting the other other props. I'm pretty sure the orangutan have the longer old arms. The Frederico maneuver. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? See, we know someone got punched. We heard it, but we don't know who. So we can't <laughs> penalize you. So yeah. I so I put in a variation here when it came to the second rows. 
because it's rhino and wildebeest versus Cape buffalo and giraffe. Now, that giraffe is going to have a weak fucking push. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ooh, he's just I would got called over saying I could take one. Come he's on. Gonna well, be that's head- really different. <laughs> he's going to be headbutting the fucking opposite eight man. I was going to say, yeah. He's going to be snaking <laughs> that head down. He's going to do with a hockey, hockey reference. He's going to do the Brad Marsh drawing. He's going to lick the other team's scrum half's hand <laughs> when he goes to get the ball. This back row, though, honey badger, grizzly bear, polar bear is fucking everything up. Yeah. yeah but you know what's, you know what, though? But against a tiger. No, Inter- interesting know, thing that we're talking about the giraffe. Is he bound where the neck, like at the body? Touching he's got to be bound at the body. Okay, then I was going to say, because if it's the other way, no ch- that scrum's getting, done because yeah. you eliminate the eight man on he your side. He's getting ruined. Yeah. By the way, you're welcome at home for finally covering the things everyone always wants to know. Yeah, you know, this is literally always the hard stuff. Not a problem. This is, this is what we're looking at. This is All right, so actually. nines. <laughs> so we got lemur. I originally had crane, but I replaced it with cougar because I wanted one. I wanted one nine that was like very light, very dodgy. And then I wanted another nine that was like, oh, you were the psychotic nine. Nope. By the way, did you see the Georgian scrum half pick and go to score a try? Yeah. yeah. Where is this Georgia team? They are they're coming far from their roots. They scored a try by doing a skip pass to a guy on the wing, I for know. God's sakes. Love it. Anyway, so much. But basically, <laughs> you, you literally went for the all blacks combo of Aaron Smith and like Paranora a bit that nine. There I was like there was a little bit of that. Again with the bamboo baboon versus kangaroo. Yeah. Ooh. Who are you backing in that one? Man. Like if they like ever, the halves? If uh, the yeah or, the halves. Talking about the halfbacks. Okay, you got lemur and baboon. What was the other one? Cougar kangaroo. Ooh, man, that baboon. I'm thinking baboon. Man, those things are fucked. Yes, yeah. and I imagine kangaroo might have a little hard time handling that ball. Nah, <laughs> just gotta put it in the put pouch. pouch, bro. Put it's yeah, pouch. but then I get, you eliminate the just whole rest of the line. Everyone. You rest you eliminate the whole rest of the line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you imagine how that kangaroo could kick though if it can rest on its tail? Hmm. Do that kick follow through? Yeah. I was just thinking about okay. top kicking. It's people out of the way. You know? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Right, well, two to one against me, I guess. All right. Centers. Moose, Jaguar. And Razorback. Say hog? Razorback, hog. Interesting. Oh, and stallion. Moose, Jaguar, man. Fucking moose is... Fuck those things. Sing that too. He's giving you the... Uh, so if the moose <laughs> is coming on the crash ball... Yeah, he's giving you the Jamie Roberts. There's freak. no way the yeah. hog is stopping. <laughs> yeah. But if that hog is going through, yeah, do you think that moose is going to stop that hog? I think the fucking jaguar will with those fucking uh, teeth. I think they might just explode. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you got an opening on each team. But if you got that hog... <laughs> okay, I, I, I just keep it together for a while, but we just keep saying that. This is getting weird. Yeah, you, if you got that hog... <laughs> right, right down the center, coming at you. Dipping that pass out to the stallion coming through. I know. Is that Jaguar stopping that stallion? Yeah, he's stopping uh, Rocky Balboa, an Italian stallion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think Jaguars are like some of the craziest things in the world. Yeah, yeah they, they live in some fucking like very inducive like conditions. Super hot, super cold. But that stallion, yeah. that stallion. All muscular with that majestic mane, just doing the fucking horse though. Like it's just a horse. Yeah, it's a big ass horse. <laughs> it was mo- yeah moose, right? That was the other twelve. Yeah, yeah moose is the other twelve. I- I'm kind of leaning towards the moose in the twelve channel. All right, and so you're saying the moose is going to stop that hog? Yeah, love he's going to hog. Eh? He's just going to grab that hog and I'll let it go. Just like <laughs> he's going to work that. He's going to handle yeah. that yeah. hog. And you know yeah. what's funny? The, I'm actually thinking the other way. The reason. Like, I was thinking that battle the other way, the moose come down. Okay. I'm kind of picturing our good friend, Derek, who I've told before, 
He has a very ungraceful running style, so you don't realize he's actually moving very fast. Yes, he does. He's all elbows and knees. Yeah. And doesn't, because of that, his brakes aren't the greatest, which I imagine the Bruce is going to be doing the same. That's kind of my head's at. All right. I can see that. I can see that. So what about the back three? Oh, it's Golden Eagle. You throw me with the llama. Springbok and a camel. Yeah, versus a llama, a cheetah, and an ostrich. Yeah, I changed the Golden Eagle to a Springbok because right. I thought yeah. uh, Cheetah would be fucking unreal. So what is Springbok? I imagine that would be long. See, but the Cheetah's <laughs> Cheetah's got the land speed, so we know that. But we also know that's not necessarily enough. Like you think about Perry Baker or Nguyenia, yeah. you know their their speed is unbelievable. Yeah. But they don't have the other things to keep them going. It doesn't translate to other no. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long. Well, I just I got to go Cheetah just because I think it's it's got. It's going to be stronger than the Springbok. It's going to be faster than the Springbok. And it's Springbok just, I don't know. I don't know. But then again, if you get him space, this fucking thing's gone. What's the other wing on your side? Oh, fucking a golden eagle. Oh, you're a golden eagle here. Is he allowed to fly? I will say, though, the most He's useful... allowed to fly, but our all-animal rules say he can only fly within two meters of the ground. <laughs> the most useless, useless animal on this list has got to be this fucking camel. <laughs> I'll like, say a llama. It's going to spit in you and then run around you because you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's going to be effective, actually, but... In fairness, when I when I saw that fucking... You got number nine there. You got... Uh, lemur. The lemur. I thought of lawn right away. Yeah. That's the first person I thought. <laughs> I was like, that reminds me of him. Fuck. Wow. All right. You know what? I'm going to have to go the big the big team just because I figured they're going to fuck you up. The polar bear and the grizzly bear, the honey badger. Like, the honey badger's not big, but that fucking thing is ferocious. Tenacious. Yeah. Right? Cougar, Jaguar, you got some fucking, like, killers. Hippo? Yeah, exactly. I think we chop up half that team. Yeah, I didn't even thought I'd do this, but I'm going to go size. I know. I, yeah. I hate myself for saying that. I cannot believe you were crapping out on a back row of a puma, a tiger, and a gorilla. Uh, yeah. I'm not I, saying this was an easy pick. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, in a fallow week of Six Nations Rugby, these are the mighty and serious issues that we consider... That's what we have to say for ourselves today. And as always, fuck Kingsley Jones. Have a great week, everybody.